Hi everyone, welcome to our new season of devotionals from Church of the Palms. We are delighted to stream these devotions to you on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday mornings. We will begin with our scripture reading, followed by a brief reflection to get together. Today's scripture passage comes from Paul's letter to the Philippians, the first chapter, beginning at the second verse. As you hear these words, imagine that I am writing to you, Church of the Palms, from my recent sabbatical, thankfully not from prison the way Paul was. Hear now the word of God. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God every time I remember you, constantly praying with joy in every one of my prayers for all of you because of your sharing in the gospel from the first day until now. I am confident of this, that the one who began a good work among you will bring it to completion by the day of Jesus Christ. It is right for me to think this way about all of you, because you hold me in your heart, for all of you share in God's grace with me, both in my imprisonment and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel. For God is my witness how I long for all of you with the compassion of Christ Jesus. And this is my prayer, that your love may overflow more and more with knowledge and full insight to help you to determine what is best, so that in the day of Christ you may be pure and blameless, having produced the harvest of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ for the glory and praise of God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Be present with us, O God. Speak to us as we explore your holy word together. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. You have probably heard before that Philippians is often referred to as the epistle of joy. So it seemed like a fitting passage as I returned to you from being away on sabbatical for four months. A joy-filled time away and a joyful return. Because I was awarded the Lilly Grant for clergy renewal, I guess I should have expected that my time away would be joy-filled. I was given the opportunity to design a sabbatical that would make my heart sing. So I dreamt up an amazing seven-week trip throughout Europe, being accompanied by some of my favorite people on the planet. I returned to my beautiful home in Sarasota, enjoyed a week with all of our daughters, their partners, and children on Lake Norman in North Carolina, and then just puttered at home with a few short jaunts to visit my parents out in Reno, and then to visit a daughter who recently moved to Nashville, and another daughter who was graduating and moving out of Gainesville. I felt so much joy during my entire sabbatical, more than I even imagined. Apparently, I know myself well enough to plan an adventure that is life-giving. And because I was on the hunt for God each and every day, I was open to and maybe even expecting goodness and joy. It didn't hurt that you all sent me off with such love and encouragement. I'm not sure if you realize how much you blessed me. And like Paul, I thank God every time I remember you, 
constantly praying with joy in every one of my prayers for all of you and for some of you by name when I know of a struggle or a loss or a deep pain. Because that's life. Sabbaticals, vacations, travel, and precious time with family is usually joy-filled. But Paul paves the way for us to imagine joy in another context. Paul is in prison and perhaps facing death, yet his captors have not robbed him of his joy. It makes me wonder, what has Paul got that I haven't got? Do his words encourage us or make us feel guilty? Maybe a little of both at times. My goodness, if Paul can feel joy in his situation, is it possible that I too can feel joy even when my life isn't going exactly how I planned? The famous Austrian psychiatrist and Holocaust survivor, Viktor Frankl, reminds us with these practical words, Forces beyond your control can take away everything you possess except one thing, your freedom to choose how you will respond to the situation. In times where we have very little agency, it's interesting to consider that we can choose our response. I wonder if we were to begin by practicing with the small bumps in the road finding glimpses of joy, for example, from the rainbow we see while we are stuck in traffic and late for an appointment, or feeling joy from the card a friend sent while we are still laying sick in bed. You see, I think our abiding joy comes from a God who loves us in a million small ways, in one great big way named Jesus, and in our deepest knowing that God is always with us. It reminds me of Paul's words a little later in the fourth chapter of Philippians. He writes, I know what it is to have little, and I know what it is to have plenty. In any and all circumstances, I have learned the secret of being well-fed and of going hungry, of having plenty and of being in need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. With God, perhaps we can do all things with joy. I have to admit, I was nervous about coming back to work, but I discovered a deep joy that overflowed as soon as I saw my colleagues and all of you back at church. Your hugs and smiles and warm welcome made me feel so loved and overjoyed to be home. In closing, I'd like to share a blessing with you from Kate Bowler's book, The Lives We Actually Have. For when this pain doesn't make sense. God, I'm fumbling around for answers, reasons, meaning. I can't find any purpose in this pain. Why me? Why them? Why now? And I don't know when this is going to get better or if I will ever feel relief. God, make this pain matter, at least to you. See me in my fragility. Give me a reminder of your presence. Reach for me, for I am too weary to reach for you. Blessed are we who need to be reminded 
that there are some things we can fix and some things we can't. Blessed are we who can say, my life isn't always getting better. Right in the midst of the pain and fear and uncertainty, may we hunt for beauty and meaning and truth together. Not to erase the pain or solve the pain, though surely that would be nice, but to remind us that beauty and sorrow coexist. And that doesn't mean we're broken or have been forgotten. God is here and we are never, were never and will never be alone in our hope, in our disappointment, in our joy, in our pain. Amen.